was very important to establish the idea of human freedom. And all our political systems are built on various adumbrations of this concept of freedom. father didn't believe in fairy tales either. Some of them come true. Even the bad ones. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hoosier Sophisticated Halloween Spectacular. Presented by the Missouri Medical Cannabis Company. Prepare to be freaked out, St. Louis, or at least very, very startled. Now here's your hosts, Stephen Elgin and Craig Kohler. <laughs> Good job, Seth. Good That's job, great, man. Buddy. That, that great. was awesome. New intro. Welcome to Hoosier Sophisticate. Here on WGNU 920 AM, I am, that got me riled up. Got me a little, little spooked. Uh, what was that girl saying over and over again? We're the bad ones. Even the bad ones. She said, uh, uh, what did she say? That's Even cool. the bad ones. I only just heard it a thousand times in a row and I can't remember. I was too, I was busy. Too busy sharing I'm stuff sharing it. It's on Hoosier Sophisticate on our Facebook page. You can watch us there. You can stream us. It's Sophisticated Hoosiers. Go to the fan page. Do it. Keep up to date with all of the latest and greatest that the uh, sophisticated like Hoosiers had to uh, to offer to this world. Seth's put together quite the little production uh, this week. Seth, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. I got I got uh, my stamp on a little bit of everything tonight. Oh, I like it when you put your stamp this is on it. Oh yeah, freaky. I had to put a little bit of Seth into that intro. Uh, I like I like a little bit of Seth and a little bit of everything. All I right. got stamped. We got Romy Rome's in the studio. What a, what what's happening? Mm, I got yeah. I got I got stamped by. One of our new sponsors. You sure did. That was awesome. Big week this week for old what Stephen George Elgin. Big what week. What a week. Let's let's let everybody let's why don't we open with that? Why don't we uh let everybody know if they haven't seen it because it's getting shared. It is in the cloud. There uh your tookus. Your little tookus. Just floating around. Your took us, took it. Your derriere. Your little took us, did took it. I want to address something right now. I got <laughs> accused of butt implants, and I just want to say, when will it be a time when men don't have to deal with that? That's right. When? When? I don't know. I asked you. But good for you, though, Steve. Thank you. That's no, a, what, a, what a great compliment. I think the number one thing I got was, uh, oh, that was bigger than I thought. <laughs> I was a big fan of that. Which that happens all the time when I pull my pants down. Possibly, possibly the I accidentally licked the mic. That was disgusting. <laughs> possibly my uh, my favorite thing about all of it was I think uh, everybody had this idea that you were going to go in and really mail it in, get something kind of small mm-hmm. that oh, yeah. could be covered up. Because I guarantee you, uh, if you need some quality work done, uh, oh. tattoo work done, and if oh. you needed to get something covered up, you'd be a fool not to go to Tower Classic Tattooing down in the Grove. Awesome, that tattoo is amazing. But he ends up. Sean, our guy Sean, who also owns Parlor STL, sponsor of the show. Yeah, uh, he put together with the help of a friend. We didn't know that the art was created by a friend of the show. We won't give him too much love. He pretty much just put a, a, a leaf he with drag a, a little bit like into a, his art. Program. Yeah, wow. Brian Kessler came up with some pretty cool art. Yeah, he did. And 
Sean turned it into a work of art, and I went in laughing at you, Steve. Like, <laughs> Steve's going to get a, a tattoo for something that's going to be voted on in a week. This is hilarious, too. I left there, and I'm like, I wish I would have had that tattoo. <laughs> that tattoo is awesome. Well, it's kind of weird how the tattoo, you know, now I'm tougher, I feel like. You know, I'm you like, are. I got an edge to me. You're a man's But the, man, the tattoo community that kind of surrounds you after you get one, like, hey, welcome to the club, big boy. And how many people with tattoos were like, Oh, I see someone getting one. I kind of want one now. I want one. The second so you hear that machine that. turn on, oh, yeah. it makes me want one so bad every time. Like That's insane. They put something <laughs> in the ink, I swear to God. <laughs> well, I, I don't know how he did the shading so well on the leaf because it's like almost three different colors of green, it looks like. Well, I think it is. Yeah. And when what is what did he do? Did he put the ink on or does he dip that one in the ink? Because it almost looked like when I turned around and kind of arched my back and looked back over my own bum, which is kind of a real hot position. Um, but when I was doing that, watching him do it, I noticed that the paint was kind of smeared. And then it was kind of, I was like, how does he know where he's going? Because, I mean, I was a pretty good artist in Practice. grade school, but I went out of the lines all the time. Yeah. How did he get the lines so perfect? Hey, and- well, there's something to be said. There's a lot of people that, that do tattooing, but there is a, a different level of tattooing, especially when you get somebody like <laughs> Sean who's been doing it for 18 years. Yeah. The guy is the consummate pro. You get, you walk so out of there with a good. nice piece of art, and Quick. what's cool is you are now a breathing time machine. When you there's going to be a time when your grandkids are going to be like, Grandpa, do you have any tattoos? <laughs> You'll be like, Yeah, I got this one on my butt. Oh, they're going to already and they're know. Gonna, and they're, but you know what? You're going to be on the right side of history, Steve, because that, you let Jesus. everybody know. Yes, on two is the play when it comes to bringing medical cannabis to the state of Missouri. I really like where your head was at when you said, wait till this passes, and then we move on to adult usage and the usage of psilocybin, maybe LSD, possibly MDMA for serious, serious anxiety and serious PTSD issues. Like, it is the medicine. It's further along in trials than uh, That's crazy, than it? cannabis. Yeah, it's crazy. Dr. Mimi Vo talked about that a little bit. Uh, one of the speakers at the but conference But that'll be my other weekend. cheek. Guys, we do have – there are still some – if you want to get a last-minute ticket to, yeah, uh, get the, it. to the Missouri Medical Cannabis Conference happening this weekend, it is here. We will stop beating you over the head with it after this show, but I do implore you to come out there and get your brain filled with cannabis knowledge. I mean, we're talking the top minds in cannabis science and throughout the cannabis industry. Oh, I can't wait. Coming can't... in for two days, I am going to drink this information up. And, and the idea is, guys, if you can get out there to go to this, take that information and then go to your, your skeptical friends and let them know, hey, I listened to this professor talk for an hour about what he's found in his studies. I listened to this doctor talk for an hour what she's found in her studies oh, with yeah. trials, with veterans, with children, with a, a whole smattering of people. We talked about we, – we always talk about veterans. We always talk about uh, cancer patients or people possibly with Crohn's disease. I mean you can name a whole laundry list of diseases that it's helping to treat. Um, but, man, that applies to – that could be your, your mother, your brother, your sister, your father. It could be somebody who you hold dear to your heart who is going through some autoimmune issues that they're not quite sure what's causing this. It's very possible that it could be a cannabinoid deficiency. You can come to this conference. You can learn a lot uh, about a possible different alternatives to treat yourself. That's the biggest goal of this thing. It's an education conference. It's been very frustrating on social media trying to get oh. the word out on this because anything having – Anything remotely to do with cannabis is flagged uh, by the different social Don't media outlets. Me it's very frustrating that, because we're not trying to sell marijuana. We're not trying to sell cannabis. Do we're you trying notice? to sell people on the idea of information. We're trying to educate people. For sure. And it's so frustrating to say, man, this is an educational conference. We're not, we're not pushing 
apparel or anything. Like we're not doing anything trying to make money off of cannabis. Do you notice now that whenever we post something, the boost button will immediately be negated? Yes. Even yes. before, because it used to have to run through the boost process, you'd have to see. Now, anytime we say, oh, we're discussing uh, the efficacy of cannabis on tonight's show. Where's that bell? Ding! Ding! Thank you. Oh, still uh, there, there it there is. And uh, it immediately says, no boost for you. And I know Project for 22, they've been uh, posting on their social media. They're the ones helping put together the MoCanicon. But I, I am in with their, their social media, and they'll have 325 shares, and it'll have reached 385 people. Right. Stuff is being throttled down. I know I brought up the uh, the anti media and uh, cops watching. Cops oh man, Liberty memes got shut down today. There were eight hundred pages purged from Facebook. That with well, with immense followings. And did it's you hear weird, the reason? Man. They said because they were pushing false agendas and they're trying to save us from these false. I don't, need, I don't need saving. <laughs> I don't need saving from information. I'm Isn't that a little strange, though? Well, of like, it's a little strange. Literally, you know, all of this, the the uh, the fear mongering that's gone on, or what people would dub as fear mongering over the last, call it ten years, uh, where people would say, "Oh, it's Orwell's 1984." It's happening, it folks. Is. It's they happening. See the tat. They want to see the tat. Okay, show them the tat. There it is. Ooh, Get your hand out of the way. Look at that. Ooh, it's scabbing nicely. Is it? it Why is it isn't covered up? Yeah, looks good. It's supposed man. to be covered up. Looks good. Maybe with yeah, a little fine. bit of. Yeah, that's exactly. probably that's good. Heal, that's healing nicely. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't look don't like covered up unless they tell you to. Oh, it's <clears throat> healing nicely. Seth, yes, you had. Uh, we're going to uh, here in a little bit. Listen to a little interview. You had a fun little interview this week. I was sorry that we couldn't make it, but. Uh, what do you want to tell us? Give us a little bit of a tease on what's going on there. Yeah, here Put after the first break, uh, to in the first hour, we're going to talk to. Or I had a little chat with Dr. Michael Henry of the St. Charles Ghost Tours. Uh, so we're going to uh, in the first hour with a. With a well, uh, you guys were invited. This Nobody does showed up. Once, guys, we sat and waited. Over. Sat and waited. <laughs> we've got uh, we've got our boy John Hunt from Hunt's Can Harvest. I wait. Uh, um, also at Grimy Gatsby. Check him out on Instagram. Yep. He's a cool follow. Uh, he's in town. He's a St. Louis boy, CBC grad, I believe, like our friend Steve here. Uh, he's going to come in studio. We're going to have all kinds of fun with him. I think we might hear from uh, from Sean from Parlor and uh, and Tower Classic Tattooing. I think we got a, a fan favorite, Todd Segal, the uh, the psychic. Is, oh yeah, is going to join us again. Um, we're going to talk about some horror movies. Uh, we're going to have you hey, guys text in. Have some fun with the show. Uh, we had uh, you guys tell us what is the worst possible thing that Amendment 2 could stand for um, uh, now that Steve has immortalized it on his skin. Um, and the winner of that, we're going to give away a little bottle of CBD oil from our title sponsor, MoMed Canco. Yeah, Go to MoMedCanco.com. Uh, enter HOSO at checkout, capital H-O, capital S-O. You're going to get 15, Holy moly. You're going to get 15% off yeah. your entire order site-wide. Uh, looks like it's a bottle of the Coco. Oh, it's a little Coco. Coco. So My that's the newest movie. offering with the MCT oil. It's coconut. It's not cocoa, cocoa like chocolate. Yeah, we, went we, we got that. Yeah, MCT oil. I'm the only guy oil. who thought that. <laughs> Um, but it's a thousand milligram. People have been asking me all the time too, like, "What's a good dosage? What's a?" My mom wants to take it because you mentioned our moms earlier. It could sure. be our moms. That's why we're going to this conference. But it, it is our moms. It's our moms, our dads, our aunts, our uncles, our grandparents. God love them if they're still around. We're you know we're in our mid thirties. Are the baby boomers? Give me something for the pain. Give me something for the stress. Give me something so I can sleep a little better at night. Anything. Okay, I'm recovering from this surgery. I'm recovering from that. My knees just don't work as good as, as well as they I'm used to. I'm not sleeping well. 
Here you go, baby. I say I say the thousand milligram. I say you, with CBD, it's really hard. You can't OD, right. and it's really hard to reach a level of uncomfortability. I don't think I don't know. I don't that think you, you can. Yeah, I saw I a documentary where a lady she took a, like a I don't even know how many milligrams a heroic dose. Yeah, of CBD, and she's like, I feel a little on edge, and I was like, Oh, maybe a little on edge. That's what you know. It, it's. We should, we should at least acknowledge that everybody's body chemistry is well, yeah. different, and so it's everything's going to people, affect. Every, I, I started out telling people eh, five hundred milligram is where I'm comfortable telling you to start out. If that doesn't work, go with a thousand. Um, of course, there's two fifty available, and that works well for people too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, but here's the deal: a lot of people are worried about the cost and everything. I can assure you that the cost, uh, when you put it side by side with with maybe a, a prescription that you might be going to get, in there, are it's a pittance. And with our with our code, mm, I love that. capital H O capital S O at checkout at MomedCanco.com, you can try it for a relatively low price, and I think it will help you. It might help you with something that you didn't even realize was bothering you. You know, maybe maybe you're not sleeping as well as you thought you were sleeping. Maybe, you know, you're having a, a hard time focusing on things. It's so we we people can, um, accuse us of saying, oh, you know, cannabis is a catch all, or you know, we, they 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 say it can fix everything. We don't know what fixes, but we know that it's provided relief to a lot of people with a, a smorgasbord of ailments. So I don't, I don't. It's it's hard to give a recommendation, right? Well, like, Craig, it's Schedule One, so it has no medicinal value. <laughs> What's up? We had Irvin on the show last week. Mm-hmm. He gets it. He was tremendous. Tremendous. He's going to be at MoCanicon. I cannot wait to pick these people's brains. We're going to be live broadcasting a little bit. We're not going to give you too much. We'll probably video record a lot of it, maybe make some videos. Probably afterwards. do some, uh, some post interviews with some of the speakers. Oh, sure, and, yeah. sure. But how can they – how can our federal government say that, yes, it's a medicine for him and the other gentleman who uh, was, was in the program with him and then still keep it Schedule 1? Obviously talking out both sides of their mouth. But I don't understand what – what it would take to make it a Schedule 3, Schedule 4. Even I think Epidiolex is maybe a Schedule 5. five I believe, yeah. So but where, only Epidiolex. Where, where, do you understand how that system, like it, when Trump, because we've been hearing the things about Trump. Is he going to change it federally? Well, when he federally legalizes or, or, or what is he doing, a, a federal pardon on what, cannabis? What, what, what that, that looks that, like to me uh, in a, a presidential order or what is, is a it? complete, uh, you know, in order to remove the federal government from cannabis legislation altogether. And uh, Trump can do that with a swipe of a pen? Uh, or what, are, what are we looking at here? Well, in the world that we live in now, and I mean, people, you know, I, we, we talked about this when Obama was in office. Can he do it with a tweet? To George w, <laughs> yeah, even going back to George W. Bush. He's supposed to be overrode. We've but, concentrated a lot of power at the executive level. So... At this moment in time, it's hard to say, well, he can't. It should take an act of Congress. Congress should be writing these laws. Um, we have given the president an incredible amount of power. It's not just a Trump thing. It's also no – like I, like I said, it's, it's gone back several administrations. Hey, I'm um, a part of myself. You'll hey. probably, probably use it for re-election. I, I happen to think that, honestly, at this point, especially not using it up to the midterms, I think it's foolish for him to do it like right after the midterms. Because people have short memory spans. Oh, uh, sure. I hope, I hope that he does it November 7th. I think that it's more realistic to say in 2020, you know, leading up to that November, yep. the Republicans make a big charge to pull it off the federal deal and try and reach out across those lines. Because that's the one thing, one reason why it's so easy for me to talk about uh, uh, cannabis passionately is because this is a uh, both sides of the aisle yeah. issue. I mean, I have people that I do not agree with politically 
on probably 90% of things, we come together on this issue. We understand that, A, prohibition is silly. It doesn't work for anything. Um, but, but, B, that this is a medicine. And it's hard to – our friend Robbie Basil, who's, who's uh, been treating his daughter, who's seizures around the clock, had as many as 4,000 seizures a day, reduced them all the way to zero at one point. Um, he had a video that's been shared a ton of times, and now Facebook's throttled that video down and shut it down. You know how maddening that is? Because we've seen the little girl. We've seen her seizing. We've seen, we've seen what this is actually doing for her. We've seen the fact that when she's had to go into the hospital for a fever or something of the like, they don't allow her to have this medicine because it's illegal, and then the seizures pick back up again. This is a, a, a center of this is a, this is a call to uh, just common sense, guys, to pragmatism, to, to doing the right thing, to making sure that people have access to actual medicine. And then after we cross that bridge, then we can talk about how it's foolish to keep any free person that lives in a free country from experimenting with their consciousness or or from taking any medicine that they may see fit that's that's our right to do that um and i don't need just like i don't need facebook telling me uh what's false information i don't need somebody telling me what's good for me or what isn't good for me i can make and if they want to tell me that that's fine just don't legislate based on that so did you see the? I'm trying to look it up right now. His name, the Utah politician, maybe uh, Senator oh, Jim Yeah, DeMacus. that guy. He went, which bears. was awesome. He went to Vegas and he said, "If we're going to start writing laws on this stuff, we should probably know what it does." He said, "You shouldn't shoot it up," which is good. <laughs> that, you should that always, you should that always test great. your product. Be very careful not snorting that sativas. I oh, freaking hampos. I thought that was great because he's like, I do too. he after, loved it. After he was done, he's like, oh, okay, well. Never maybe. done in his life. What would you say? He's probably 50s? Yeah, maybe 50s, 50s 60s. Maybe early 60s. Yeah, 50s, 60s, early. Yeah, but, I mean, maybe 50s. Well, bottom line is, is and he even, he even acknowledges that his, 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 um, his colleagues on both sides of the aisle yeah. probably don't know what they're talking about, yet they're the ones drafting legislation. Um, I personally, I'm, I'm a big fan of people not talking about what they don't know about. 100%. And darn sure not making rules. About things they don't know about. Mm. So it was it was refreshing. To, I, I do believe his name was Senator Jim DeBacchus. I'm not sure. That sounds right. Because um, I was calling him Senator Dabs. <laughs> but, uh, but you know what's funny? That he, might change his mind, He though. ate a half a gummy. Yeah. <laughs> you, know what I say? you let him hit a dab and he's like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I am bad. bad. <laughs> no, that was good. It's just... People are coming around. Like we've, we've seen it for the last four or five years. You know what I mean? And people who have been fighting this fight Far longer than we have, and it, it is because Robbie Robbie's not a guy who's like, oh man, he's I'm gonna get high. This guy's a steed athlete, like doesn't Stuck, yeah. need that stuff. Like he's like, no, I'm good. Whatever you want to do, cool. And he had this coming to God moment, literally, yeah, with his daughter because that will if you don't have the empathy for a kid, and, and that's what a lot of people are still on the fence about. Like I don't want kids to have it. Kids can't have it. I don't. Really think under eighteen should be able to you know maybe purchase it and get it like oh yeah I'll buy it myself of you know what yeah, I mean? of course not but if your kid has epilepsy yeah I'm giving her that fifty fifty blend I'm doing whatever it takes whatever my doctor hopefully has learned from a conference like the one <laughs> we're putting on or something do you know what would be I think a, an easy way to determine like whether or not we should give it to children why don't we just do a side by side comparison of the ill effects. That could possibly happen from taking uh, anti-seizure meds that are prescribed over the counter and taking cannabis for it. 
Show me what all of the worst possible scenario side Remember effects Kepra, could be. Remember Kepra? He said Kepra had the Kepra rage was one of the side effects. Yes. And they made you try all three uh, types of, of – uh, even before you get CBD, they, try, they make you try mm-hmm. three types of pharmaceuticals before you can even attempt the CBD that's legal in Missouri, which is just unbelievable. And it, well, that's what's cool about Amendment 2. You know what I mean? Your doctor and, and – you can have a conversation with your doctor, and hopefully they're open-minded enough to, to recommend it. And, you know, Amendment 2 keeps getting pushed everywhere you see now. Everywhere you see. Every, every logic, logical person. I did see a guy who was like, yes, on C. And I was like, oh, there's the guy who gave all that money. I haven't – because I've oh, been looking yeah, for you. No I've had to put a few people in place saying that they're going to vote yes on whoa, 2. Whoa. But they're also going to vote yes on C. And I was like, no, just vote no on the other two yeah, and I, give us Amendment 2. Uh, I understand uh, the thought process behind possibly going yes on C. My issue with it is is it being – first off, if everybody goes out and does what they need to do with 2, C is not going to pass uh, because it can't pass if 2 or 3 passes. Yes on 2. Uh, so go out there and vote yes on two. However, um, I, I understand like hedging the bet. The problem is, is when you put all the power in the hands of people in Jeff City in the hands of a bureaucrat, um, it doesn't come back to us. Should they want to change anything? We've seen this happen in multiple states. Um, I believe Arkansas being one. Um, even Illinois isn't as good as it could be. It gets hung up, and then. Mm. Who suffers for it? The people that actually need it. Yep, that's the worst part. Um, and so that's that's the biggest reason why I'm pushing for yes on two because I think it's the quickest. What's that? I was I was trying to like mouth it so oh, we were, you. you didn't have to like stop. The I got show you. I think it's I think it's the quickest. <laughs> I think it's the quickest way to bring it to the folks um, uh, with two. I believe that there it, everything has its shortfall. Um, you know, with with two, uh, it is a little restrictive about who gets to. Enter into the business. It, it is going to take big money to get into the business. The wording is interesting, though. It's like not limited to. It doesn't say the max amount on there. It gives you the minimum amount. Is the way the wording is read in the well, th- as far as how many can yeah. have to open up uh, yeah. per, per population in the in the yeah. The, it gives minimum zip codes or, or counties. I or, didn't see maximums anywhere as far as like could now each is it each individual you know like. Shrewsbury will be able to make their own law to say we we won't allow. Uh, that's how it uh, is in Colorado, dispensers, right? Yes, because that's how it is in Colorado. Typically, typically, you know, um, municipalities can of course draft their own legislation. And once again, I'm of the um, opinion that our government should be as local as possible. And so, if that's what uh, a huge swath of people decide that they want to do, that they're not going to allow for sales oh, yeah. in there, that's fine. If you're in Shrewsbury, because I can probably drive over to Webster and get what I need to do. It's, oh, it's sure. Thirty seconds away. Sure, maybe Webster has one or two. I think old that it would probably ones. be foolish uh, for for anybody to be on the other side of that. I think that they're going to uh, um, uh, keep, I, keep their keep revenue. Out I could of their see coffers. Webster and Kirkwood saying like one or two. You I could see I mean? Webster saying uh, put a hundred in there. I that's, could, true. Webster's that's true. A, <laughs> that's true. They're, Webster's yeah. an interesting they're, little yeah. They're yeah. Webster Groovians, man. <laughs> the Webster Groovians. That's true. Uh, uh, what about the kids? Okay, I'm going to read a few things from the... Uh, you can uh, message us on the Hoosier Sophisticate live stream on Facebook. Forcing a person to live a life of suffering when it can be alleviated should be a crime. If a parent did that to a child, they would have the child taken from them and they would be prosecuted. Yet our government does it to thousands, maybe millions of people, and no one bats an eye. 
It's infuriating. It is infuriating. Well, we got we got people batting eyes, and that and that's how we got legislation more more drafted. Day. We've got. I mean, we're going to have well over thirty states after November sixth that are going to offer it in some medical capacity. Um, I'm I'm super excited. I'm, I'm as excited as I am for this conference this weekend. I'm excited for the following week when we go out there and we let our voices be heard. We're going to vote yes on two, um, no on three, and no on C. I think we covered it all, Seth. You got Woo! anything? Uh, that was fun. That's the end of the wanna, show, right? Yeah, that's it. That's guys. it. Yeah, yeah. We got we got a three hour show. <laughs> the rest right, of it's just a bunch what do you guys want to do? No, uh, I was thinking we're about to have a little poll open here on Facebook during the first break. Um, we are going to go over our top three horror movies. You want to talk about a little horror movies? It's, yeah, it's the right time of year for it. it. <laughs> so during the first break, I'm going to put up a poll. Everybody's top three will be on there. People get to vote on which top three they like the best. And uh, you know what happens when you lose, right? We all agree. Yep. You Winner get a gets tattoo. Nope. <laughs> Winner picks the Facebook profile picture for the two losers, and you have to keep it for 48 hours. Ooh, I like that. All right, and Steve, don't wait like two weeks this time. For what? To change Craig's? Yeah. I am Out of nowhere, it's like five in the morning. He's like, oh, yeah, here's Craig's new. I am busy. And it was a great pick, though. It was was worth the wait. I'll say it was worth it. Thank you. I forgot all about it. Steve, are you ready? You want to go first? Sam did a great job, just by the way, on on the Facebook. I agree. Last time, the Facebook game. Um, It didn't get as much play as I was hoping it would. He picked Matthew Lillard. Ooh, real quick. Oh, that was a great pick, too. (laughs) Also, uh, your your number one is an audio clip, so uh, be sure to uh, top down. So I need to go three, two, one. Yeah, you're gonna go three, two, audio clip. Let our uh, John Simmons, by the way, is filling in. That's hey, why John, I'm being very yeah, deliberate John's tonight. Here. Yeah, I'm actually talking to John, but I'm trying to make it sound like it's part of the show. But yes, John Simmons filling in for Integrity, everybody. Let's give him a round of applause. Doing a great job. Integrity so far. is not in the building. Integrity in the building. <laughs> sort of <laughs> liar. False. Fake news. False. That's fake news. Steve, give us your top three, homie. And I think I got your number one right. All right. Oh, I did get it right. My top three, and I know my third one has kind of – it's gotten a lot of play. And how I picked my list was the ones that affected me most when I was a child, the ones that I was like, sleeping on my parents' floor tonight. Hey, hey, Sister Jamie, can you mind sitting outside the bathroom while I take a shower? That's and watch hot. me. <laughs> that got really hot. Really All right, but you Will know your what sister I mean. Like, hang out in my shower. I couldn't be. My sister got. She was hot, dude. All the guys who oh, always get me crap. All right, <laughs> and I wasn't the guy who was like, "You better stop saying that about my sister." I was like, "Thank you for the compliment, sir. I will pass that along to her." But they're saying really dirty stuff. Um, nice. So my number three is it. It's got a little bit of a resurgence, but the original my dad showed me. God, mm. what? How old were we when that came out? Eight, maybe seven it was or ninety-one, eight? right? Ninety-one. So I, I was eight, eight years old, right in the prime, prime area of, of era of not shouldn't be watching that. I sure. thought they did a great job on the new one. Terrifying. It just it seeped in. The scene that got me the most probably was the blood balloon. In the bathroom, because bathrooms would freak me out after that. And I wouldn't even want to. And she, Bevy, Bevy, I think about you a lot. I miss you a lot. Remember, the dad turns into like that freaky, like old woman. Yes. That weirds me out, man. <laughs> that weird. I care about you a lot, Bevy, or something like that. So it's my number three. Nice. Uh, good, um, good pick. Number two is Hey, Malachi. Hello, Malachi. Remember that one? This is an audio clip, too. Um, Children of the Corn. Mm. I watched that when I was a kid. It's Stephen a King. One. 
it, Malachi and Isaac, I believe, was Isaac was the main kid's name, and Malachi was a crazy ginger, and the kids took over this town, and these people. It was the chick from Beauty and the Beast and from Terminator. Remember mm-hmm. Linda Hamilton? Mm-hmm. She was in it with also this just hunk of a man with long hair who was in the movie. Um, but that movie terrified me as a kid, even though it should have been like a coming-of-age story for a child. Like, yeah, kids, take over the town. Woo! You know what I mean? We don't have to murder everybody, but it's all right. Um, and then my number one pick. If you look in the mirror and you say his name five times, he'll appear behind you, breathing down your neck. Be my victim. An entire community starts attributing the daily horrors of their lives to a mythical figure. Freaking me out, just listen. Die together in front of their very eyes and give them something to be haunted by. You're going to hear that scream a lot tonight. I'm terrified of that movie. Still freaks me oh, out. That's a good pick. When, that's a good pick. When she is in like the uh, the uh, projects or whatever, and she's taking those pictures, and it's just flashing what's on the wall, and then like the the Rottweiler scene where the Rottweiler gets, gets be- beheaded, gets his noggin, he gets yes. his great split. Oh man, that movie was terrifying. Was, I remember the very first time we had like a after hours. Uh, we actually put on a haunted house uh, in my grade school at Resurrection down in the city. And, you know, it was after hours or whatever. And, and the girls' bathroom was different than the boys. And they were like, you guys have to come in and check out this mirror. So we went in there. No urinals. The, they did the – we did that. <laughs> and there's did a the, couch. Remember, remember what was the game that we used to play that – it was similar to Candyman, but it was uh, something – Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Yeah, yeah, so we were going to do Bloody yeah. Mary in the mirror, but we did the Candyman, 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 Candyman. And it was terrifying. Yeah. Nothing happened. But it was, pretty, it was really unnerving because it was dark and there was just the moonlight coming in through the window that was catching us in the mirror. It was pretty unnerving. As Candyman's dumb, a great choice. As dumb as you thought it was, did you hesitate before that last You're Candyman? You're darn right. You're darn right, I, I did. think after three, I stopped, I stopped and uh, thought for about sure. it for a minute. Like, yeah. what is Call that juju down on me. There's a lot of horror <laughs> movies that have those. You say their name and they pop up. Is it my turn? Uh, let's go with Craig. My number three, um, I, I've gone back and forth because a lot of my favorite scary movies were like also had like a lot of humor in them. Um, so I'm going to give an honorable mention to Killer Clowns from Outer Space uh, because we're doing honorable mentions. I love that movie, but that's not it. Number three, I got was, one too. So. Number three, what? number Take three. You can you can come up with one later. Uh, number three for me was The Omen. The Ring is my honorable mention. The Ring. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the, the Omen was – there's something just super unnerving about evil kids, right? Like uh, the idea that that Satan incarnate is in this little four-year-old child. It's all for oh, you, man. Damien. It's, it's all, all for you. For you. Terrifying. Absolutely bone-chilling. And I wish that uh, horror movies would kind of get back to that, that campy – a gritty feel. The high we definition. About that. High it, definition kind of ruins horror movies for me a little bit. Um, so uh, the Omen's my number three. My number two is definitely the most scared I've ever been. Um, to the, it, it, it psychologically hurt me for months at a time. Uh, I was raised Catholic. The Exorcist. That's a doozy. Absolutely. I, I kid you not. After the first time I saw The Exorcist, I could not blink without seeing the possessed Linda Blair. In my eyelids, I could not close my eyes. I I sat awake <laughs> for months 
dude, because <laughs> I'm, not kidding, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. back and forth. It absolutely terrified Laying in the shower that with his clothes on. busted me. I have a, you know, I have several uncles, my, my dad's uncles, so my great uncles that are priests in the church, and one of them was an exorcist through the church. And so uh, that, for me, that like, real. it really was real and... To this day, like I don't, I still don't even really mess with it. Like I posted a GIF about it the other day, and it messed me up just seeing the GIF. And I'm like, why did I do that? So The Exorcist is number two, but easily the most scared any movie. But ever you made. let me live only long enough for you to bring me back my daughter, Your daughter, <laughs> and now she's gonna take me to a whole new playground. It's time to take your medicine. <laughs> Go inside, honey. Every town has an Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> There's that scream again. Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Uh, was ah. my favorite of the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, franchise. Um, it was just... Whew. I don't know. Like it's everything he, about that. He story. always, for, first off, it was terrifying, right? Because he uh, occupied your dreams and he was all powerful in your dreams. And so the idea that like... I had I've had dreams about Freddy and I was like where I felt helpless oh, because sure. this is his this is his wonderland right but that one but Freddy was also he also he just dashed in humor there where you were just you kind of laughed he was a pedophile Kramer. oh he was definitely oh he's totally a pedophile and what he's like Don Rickles to you is that what you're hilarious saying? <laughs> yes. yes the way the way that he, yeah, that he I know that was funny. like his kills were always like I love Jason I love the Halloween franchise those are all fine but their kills were all kind of along the same yeah. the same vein but Freddie always got super uh, creative, creative yeah. with the way that he offed people oh. like like giving the kid with the hearing aids that was deaf like he would get out the chalkboard and he gave him like a hearing aid that was like a hundred times and so the kid could hear a pin drop and it would and he pulls out a chalkboard. And he takes his claw and he just shh, and he keeps on doing. Is that on this explodes? one? Yeah. Is that, okay. What, what number is that? Because Wes Craven's new Maybe nightmare. Nine or something. No, it was it Wes was, Craven's was new like nightmare. Five. I want to say was five or six. No, yeah. no, it was six. And that was a good one. Wes Craven's new nightmare was great. I had nightmares about that one. That was like wait, five was Dream Child. Yeah. Okay, so it would have been like seven. Probably. Yeah, six or seven. Oh, look at my turn. It's your turn. Oh, I love this. First of all, my honorable mention: The Exorcist. Of course. Yeah, it got bumped my off my list. The reason it got bumped off my list is because I didn't see it until I was in my early 20s, like 10 years ago. So it lacked nostalgia points. I saw it at like 12. Uh, well, that'd be scary because I was me. I was traumatized for a good you know hour or so. Wrecked me. Real quick, real quick. <laughs> I, I am looking up the Freddy, uh, which ones go in order. But do you guys remember the Freddy TV show? Yes, it was phenomenal. Whoa! I watched it all the time. I didn't yes. see that. It I don't think awesome. I ever even heard the of the Freddy thing. TV show and the t- and Tales from the Crypt were just oh, like, I love Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was that great. was great. Right, it's not giving me a list. So go ahead. Uh, I'll have this for the end of the uh, segment here. Awesome. Well, the first movie, it's a. Uh, the first movie that ever gave me nightmares as a child, I saw it when my dad went and picked it up on VHS from the movie store. We were all excited. It was available, and it freaked me out. I wouldn't go down that trail there. That's the Pet Cemetery. Oh, yeah. That- <laughs> I love that guy, too. Pet Cemetery. Is that you? Yeah, yeah. Roman's got some, too. Oh, Roman. Okay. Well, I don't have an audio have for audio you. Room. I wasn't that's even not, sure you were going to be fine. here. All right. Well, we can let I wasn't even play. sure you were going to be here. Roman, oh, no, no. Here's what we're going to do. <laughs> Roman has to act out his <laughs> charades. You ready? Yep. Charades. You 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 focus on that while I finish this list. Okay, number two. Of course, I had to go with one of the Friday the Thirteenth. So I went through and I I went back and forth between three and four, and I landed on part four. 
Okay, the one so where three the, was the first one with Jason. That's right? the well, it's the first one with the hockey mask. Second right, right, was the first right, with right, Jason. right, right, right. Yeah. So yeah, uh, fourth was just it's it just uh, it's just my favorite. I don't really have a rhyme or reason behind it, but this is one of my favorite all time movies. My number one. Jesus wept. Hell was what he wanted. And hell was what he got. Who are you? Demons to some, angels to others. My father didn't believe in fairy tales either. Some of them come true, Mr. Ronson. Even the bad ones. Don't do that. Hellraiser. Pinhead was terrifying. Oh, gosh. Pinhead was terrifying, and that was a real mental... Oh, I can't say it. Was, it made your, your number skin, two? It made your skin feel weird. Mine was Friday the 13th Part 4. Okay. But, yeah, it made, like, like the hooks going into people's skins and then the yeah. Bible verses. It is freaky. I've got a whole oh, other... I, mean, I could go for days. Like, there are so many great ones that got left off the list. That is a great choice, though. Hellraiser. Hellraiser 2? Hellraiser, just it goes right into the second one, you know. So, but yeah, that little clip at the beginning. Is that Clive Barker? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Didn't he have like a bunch of like evil friends in one of them? Because I never got into Hellraiser that much. He's got a a posse. He's got an entourage. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being like, wow, that's pretty. Do you guys remember Puppet Masters? Yeah. That was cool. It was. It was, it was a cool movie. Yeah. Do you guys, uh, there was this place called Lime Video. Shout out to Lime Video right there by Heine Miney Fields right there. The signs are still up. I, it was open for till like a few years ago. Really? Hand that's to cool. God. Um, and that's where my dad used to always take take me and my buddy. We'd go up there and we'd be like, this boob, booby movies over there. Let's well, that was, that was the uh, big plus. That's what they got the horror movies. That was the big plus. So, one of the big pluses to horror movies as kids was there was always a, a fair amount of skin, right? Like that was that was always fun. Oh, yeah. It was kind of the way that we could Some work that into Did you guys life. like Scream? No. When, uh, that's more of a thriller. I thought Scream was... A, I thought Scream was all right. Yeah, it's more of a thriller it was movie. Fine. It was, I, the mask was kind of cool. Everybody went out and bought the mask or whatever. But yeah. it, it sure beat. I know what you did last summer. The mask. That came out right afterwards. The movie, so that was garbage. The movie was Cher, the mask. I think of oh, all those uh, the thriller ones, uh, the, uh, was Urban Legend was not a bad one of those thrill, of that thriller. Urban movie. Legend was yeah. great. The Noxzema yeah. girl was in it. Yeah. I used to love her, man. Yeah. You know, one of the things I like about Hellraiser is because in Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street, the hot chicks are like, oh, this is what's hot right now. Sorry, it's best we can do. But uh, Ashley Lawrence from uh, Hellraiser is legit good looking yeah, and great. Sure. She didn't act scared or wet. She acted traumatized. There's a lot of big actors look in her made eyes their- like she really did see Pinhead. No one picked Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> I would actually pick the new Texas Chainsaw the Massacre before I did. Yeah. It's a work of art, the new one. And Driver's Ed. The new one is a legit work of art, the way they set up the camera, the way they set up the lights. I would pick it over the original. The original's creepy, though, dude. Yeah. Real it's creepy. It's got to have that the old colors look. and everything they used in the original, too, though. Like, just the way the movie was shot was creepy, in yeah. my opinion. For sure. No, no one said Halloween, either. Michael or Ryan. any zombie movies. And Do you I have was, three? I deplore oh, zombie yeah, we got movies. Roman. Let's do Roman. Let's, Let's do Roman. Roman. Yeah. Uh, my, my third pick would be The or- the Orphan. Did y'all ever see that? Mm, I don't know. No, it's Little newer. Orphan Annie. It's newer, isn't it? It's a newer one. It's about this kid... That is adopted, you know, and it's going through this whole entire life as some banjo he, music. The the family <laughs> banjo music. This, this is a child, but later on in the movie, you find out she's actually an older lady who's been playing as a child this whole time, and ends up going. What weird? Yeah, it's, it's freaking spoiler creepy. alert. <laughs> 
It's been around for how long? (laughs) Yeah, we don't know. We've never heard of it. And then (laughs) my number two is Dreamcatcher. Stephen King, of course. Okay. What's that? That's the one where they're out in the woods. They go out. It's um, three guys. They go out in the group. They go out in the woods. I like it so far. And these alien like show up or whatever, and it's like altering their reality. Hey, and that alien have, looks just like a hot guy. Yeah, better have sex with him. Remember that? <laughs> and they have a guy there <laughs> who has special powers. They think that he has like autism or something growing up. And he has special powers, and he's the one who ends up helping them fight the aliens. Men in black. Okay. Right. Who have sex with each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your number one? My number one. Oh, he's got to act it out. I don't. Is, Just I'm, do it. I'll do lines from it. I, Cujo. Cujo. Yeah. Everybody. Well done. Cujo sounds a lot like our second hour sponsor. I don't think you're going to win this, Ron. Those are bad picks. How did everybody land a Stephen King but you, Craig? Uh, You didn't have a Stephen King. I think that Stephen King's books are tremendous, and I think his movies very rarely translate. You know what movie Yeah, but you did? don't have to sit and read it. I know, right? Yeah, I know. Sit there. Oh, you know, look, spend a month on it. You know what movie did translate well to the screen was Sleepwalkers. Oh, uh, with, were the, with the cat faces? With the cats. Were the, Comiers. Uh, the only one. With the Comiers. They had Comiers. And there was like a weird thing going on between the mom and the son. You that was know. a... They were like... That was kind of fun. I, I kind of want to go home and boyfriend just or girlfriend rent or all of the right? Halloween movies that I can think of. I actually, Halloween was my Weird. favorite. My DVR is packed right now. And I kind of want to go see the new one. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm surprised Rob Zombie didn't make the, the cut anywhere. But again, his are kind of thrillers. They're kind of. His are. I didn't see the new Halloween yet. Um, I haven't either. I haven't I've heard either. it's good. And, uh, you know, two more funny ones. Just quick, quick ones real quick. Both the Tales from the Crypt movies. Demon Knight and Bordello of Blood. I love both of those movies. They're so funny. Got a little hotter, didn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Why are you talking so loud? But, uh, guys, this has been a first uh, fun segment. It's like the show hasn't even started yet. We still have the original. We still got all of this time. Uh, We're going to jump the break real quick. When we come back, we've got Dr. Michael Henry uh, with an interview he did with Seth earlier in the week. Uh, He's talking about the St. Charles Ghost Tours. This is Hoosiers Fiskin on WGNU 920 AM. You can check out our podcast at HoosiersFiskin.com. We'll see you on the other side. Hi, I'm Blake with Missouri Medical Cannabis Company. We provide high-quality hemp oil with CBD. Canada Dial is changing people's lives every single day. If you're looking for premium-quality CBD, check us out at momedcanco.com. Try out our 250-milligram blended bottles from just 22 bucks, or the 500 milligrams from 40, or even the 1,000 from just $49.99. If you don't like the taste of oil, try our capsules. Get 30 60-milligram capsules for only 60 bucks. You need something for your pet? Check out our line of pet products online now at momedcanco.com. And as always, we have free shipping to all 50 states. So go now to momedcanco.com. Hey, Hoosiers. Craig Kohler here. With home buying season heating up, be sure to get a quote from a top agency and provider of the number one home insurer in North America. They offer coverage that's second to none. In fact, if your AC goes out, they offer a new endorsement where you can get a replacement from a local HVAC company. Give them a call, 314-961-4800. If you get a machine and you don't talk to a person, we'll give you one of these fine Hoosier sophisticated tees. Just takes one phone call or apply online at carltoninsurance.net. People do business with James because they like and trust him. Just check him out on Google and Facebook. If your insurance is costing you a leg and an arm, then call James Carlton State Farm. Roof, roof. You know what that sound is. That's Rufus the Roofing Dog from Lifetime Roofing and Renovation. 
They're former insurance adjusters. They will fly a drone over your house to check to see if you've had any hail damage. Heck, they'll get up there and tell you themselves. They have an office in Webster Groves, and they're looking to help you out. Lifetime Roofing and Renovation, 314-800-0426. Give them a call. Find them online at LifetimeSTL.com. Hey there, sophisticated Hoosiers. Have you been to our website? Visit HoosierSophisticate.com and listen to our uncensored podcast. Share some laughs with us. Send us fan mail so we can feel warm and special. Buy our merchandise so that we can eat. Wear your Hoosier Sophisticate t-shirt at social gatherings and let the women approach you. Wear it around the office and get that big promotion instead of Ted. That's right. Screw Ted. Ted sucks. That's HoosierSophisticate.com. Hoosier Sophisticate with Craig Kohler and Stephen Elgin. Joining us now is psychic detective Todd Segal. I'm the psychic that actually specializes in uh, investigation, missing person cases. You know, what was really weird was I, I did see what I thought were ghosts. I felt certain things about people that were just really um, off about them, but they came true. Those are the kind of things that happened to me as a kid, but I paid no attention to it. Hoosier Sophisticate. Fridays from 6 to 8 p.m. on WGNU. Sports and entertainment, business and politics, health and wellness, all on WGNU, the talk of St. Louis. excited to have Dr. Michael Henry from the St. Charles Ghost Tours in studio with me. Doctor, how are you doing today? Oh, not too bad. It's uh, that time of year, I must admit. Pretty busy, as it were. Yeah, you told me uh, this is kind of like your Christmas. Yeah, about 80% of my uh, contact my business is in October. Now, there's the Hollywoodish, as I call it, um, idea for uh, ghost haunted houses, happenings, and other uh, paranormal activity. And then there's the kind of... Um, what an expert or somebody who actually knows what they're talking about, like yourself, uh, the way they would put it. So I want to do a little experiment where I just ask you a real simple question. And you kind of answer it in your own words. Just in your own words, define a ghost. Well, that's one of the issues. I've been investigating what generally is referred to as the paranormal for more than 40 years, which includes, I guess you could say, ghosts. So um, the correct answer to most paranormal questions is, I don't know. That's why we're doing this. You know, I always say uh, I've been investigating it for 40 years. Check back with me in another 40 years, and perhaps perhaps I'll have some answers at that time. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely check back in. Uh, what about a, if I'm saying this the right way, a seance? Okay, yes. Correct. 
Okay, just kind of walk us through exactly what that would be. Well, again, there's a lot of different ways to do it. The way I usually do it is with traditional um, prediction equipment, pendulum, uh, dowsing rods, things like that. And often, well, a lot of this stuff, most of this stuff actually was developed around the turn of the century between like 1860 and 1920 with the spiritualist movement and other things. And... uh People panic with tools like the uh, Ouija board, for example. I was going to ask you that as my next question. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of other things that accomplish the same end, as it were, that don't have as much fear attached to them. Okay. So, um, for example, they're actually a Ouija board technically is referred to as a, a talking board, and we it came it acquired an evil reputation. For some real reason, but what I usually do is basically the same principle, is alphabet cards, flashcards like a child might use, and a wine glass. And the wine glass moves around and answers the questions. And no one seems to be afraid of that, but so it's the is, same principle. So this is like a wine glass you have at home? Yeah, just a wine like, glass off the like, table. Like yeah. Yeah, correct, correct. Hmm. And, and you get like an actual response? Oh, yeah, the same response you would get from a Ouija board. But it doesn't have that fear factor attached to it. But it's just as effective. Now, um, I wanted to do a live Ouija board on the show once. Okay, that'd be cool to do for Halloween. Would you recommend that, or is it? Kind of well, sure. If as long as you've got an experienced operator, um, we don't. That's why somebody told me don't don't do that. <laughs> uh, it's not an evil thing. It just can be misleading is the best way I can put it. Uh, There's very little doubt that there's something on the other side of the board communicating with this, but I'm convinced it's simply a spirit that's bored, and they'll do whatever they need to do to keep you hanging around. That that kind of goes back to what I said earlier about what I refer to as the Hollywood aspect or Hollywood-ish. It's like you messed with a Ouija board, now you got a a demon following you around, but you've never heard any stories like that? I've heard the stories all all the time, and uh, people like to be scared. And uh, it's very difficult. It's Again, people are frightened by it. They want to be frightened by it. They don't know how to react to it. Um, I once had a, a two-hour conversation with Donald Duck through a Ouija board. You know, right. apparently the spirit on the other side thought it would be clever. Yeah, yeah. Know he was they'll do whatever they can, apparently, just to keep you there and keep you active. You expect something evil, they'll be evil. You want something nice, they'll be nice. As long as you're active continue to communicate with them, then they'll continue to essentially play with you through the board. So what kind of questions, if you were to use, uh, like say you're doing the wine glass thing with the letters or any of the other, uh, what you refer to as prediction tools, I I think, Uh, what what are just some basic questions? Same questions, no. Uh, Opening a standard line seems to be, is there anybody there? Yeah. And uh, try to get names, dates, places, things like that, especially if you have an event, a specific event that you wish to investigate. So um, it doesn't seem to be space. You don't have to be in the place where the so-called spirit was. Uh, it transcends all of that. Uh, everybody likes to contact Houdini, for example. And uh, I'm not sure anybody ever man- has managed to do that. But they get the answers they expect. But the answers that come through are usually the ones that can be found in any standard book or reference about Houdini. So there's questions there. I try to contact maybe a politician from the 1800s that's dead or something like that. Might be interesting. <laughs> that could be like, cool. Why, why is everybody jumped to Houdini? 
Well, he's the one that's the most publicity and actually set up a mechanism to uh, test the validity of the conversation or the the contact. Oh, really? Yeah, he left a, essentially a secret message with his wife that he, you know, if I can make the contact, this is what I will say. And the medium should be able to then respond to that in a reasonable manner or at least an accurate manner. Okay, let's go back in time. You said you'd been doing this for how long? Close to 40 years. Close to 40 years. And what got you interested in just the paranormal in general? Was it a specific event, or have you always just kind of been intrigued? You know, everybody asks that question, and I don't have a good answer for it. I Essentially, I've well, always done it, you know, as, and uh, it got more and more controlled. When, <clears throat> when I uh, stopped teaching, it became... Uh, more and more a center of my life, and I had some opportunities to travel all over Europe and do some interesting things. I've been in some extremely interesting places in the UK, and any of those like castles with the dungeons. And- oh yeah, wow. Yeah. One uh, training seminar that I go to, it's kind of fascinating. It's a bed and breakfast that's in a castle on Loch Ness, and the bed and breakfast is run by nuns. And it's truly bizarre. <laughs> yeah, like four, yeah, like four-star food and all that, but it's cafeteria style. You have to go through with your tray, and they slop stuff down. No, they don't slop it down. It's very high-quality food, but it's <laughs> it's a bit disconcerting. Can, like, I, had a, I was going to tell you a little ghost story, a little real-life one. I grew up down the street from a uh, cemetery, and we had a house where like, just like uh, creepy things happened. I always wondered if ghosts had any kind of emotion or if they were trying to reach out and tell us anything. I'll tell you why I thought of this is because one day, um, after seeing a few freaky things or whatever, and there was just a general kind of weird feeling in the home. Now, uh, granted, as a disclaimer, I'll tell you, I'm very skeptic. Even uh, like I've seen a few things myself, but still very skeptic. Um, and uh, one day my cousins were over and we were telling them, we were all like little kids in the living room, we were telling them about, you know, like we think this house is haunted. And they were kind of giving us the business, laughing, you know, making a joke about it. And then a lampshade flew off, like just fell off. No one was touching it. I mean, have you ever heard stories like this where they're like trying to signal you or are they mad like, hey? Well, there's really so here. many different types of paranormal events and, and the definitions, that would essentially be a poltergeist, where it actually physical materials are manipulated in some manner. But a lot, uh, most of the stuff actually technically is poltergeist. If you talk about a Ouija board, you know, something is manipulating that communication device or uh, a pendulum. It's the same basic thing, and uh, it requires a pretty significant energy to actually move, affect most of the communications that we get are not quite that radical. <laughs> I like a better way of describing it. But yeah, it's, it's pretty creepy, especially yeah. when you're a little kid. And you already suspect you live down the street from the cemetery, and you know, it's kind of yeah. creepy feel all around. Um, so just what are some of the kinds of things you've seen over the years? And I know this is probably a pretty uh, hard question for you to come up with an answer right off the top of your head. But what, what comes to mind, like you said, Poltergeist, let's go back to the definition of that. That's You're saying that's kind of like they can actually enter our realm, so to speak, and do physical things. They have an impact on physical items, yeah. Okay. Poltergeist is a real uh, nebulous descriptor. It's, <clears throat> excuse me, in fact, most poltergeists, so-called poltergeists that I've encountered, are usually connected to 13 to 15-year-old people mm-hmm. and hormonal changes and all that kind of stuff. In fact... The three that I've investigated that had highest credibility 
we caught them in every case. They were extremely clever. And with hidden cameras and stuff, we actually caught them performing the stuff that was attributed to the manifestations. Okay, what kind of things would you see on camera? Oh, well, they would go in, like things would disappear, move, um, food disappear, silverware disappear, pictures fall from the wall. And um, like I said, the three that I've investigated, we actually caught them on camera doing these things, like very subtly stealing the fork or... You know, walking over, knocking the picture down, then running back and sitting down. And when you have uh, cameras that are not detectable, it's it's, it's a, a great tool for debugging. You know, you said you're skeptical. Um, I have a pretty strong science background, and I don't want to believe this stuff. To be <laughs> Does honest, it freak you out a little sometimes. Well, yeah, my math, my math stops at calculus, but I am seeing some things in quantum mechanics. I don't understand the math that could explain what we've got here. And maybe in another 40. Analogy I always use is uh, 100 years ago, did molecules exist? Um, 100 years ago, did molecules exist? Of course, yeah. Yeah, of course they did. But we didn't have the means, the technology, the nomenclature to define it. really threw me off. Yeah. Well, it was intended to uh, to throw you off, actually. But, you know, now we've got a pretty good, solid understanding of molecules and the mechanics of that. Perhaps what we're seeing here and what we're currently calling paranormal Let's talk about some places around. We'll get to the actual ghost tours themselves here in just a moment sure. when we wrap things up. But I just want to talk about some, maybe some places around here in Missouri or maybe on the Illinois side. Because I know I looked up – when I was living in Kansas, me and my buddy wanted to go because we're both skeptics but still kind of into this stuff. Which I think when you're skeptic, it's kind of cooler because it freaks you out more as you learn stuff. <laughs> That's quite true. <laughs> so we, wanted, we were looking at places in Kansas, which is no shortage of haunted places in Kansas. And it says you need a license – because the government has deemed it haunted. So when you're skeptic and it's like, no, you have to get a license to go to this place to be on the property because it's haunted. Have you heard of this before? No, that's new to me, but I don't do much in Kansas. I've got a very large number of so-called haunted locations in my database. I don't have them all memorized, but uh, I don't get that. You know, I pretty much focus around St. Charles area, St. Louis area. And I've got some really interesting things in the U.K., strangely enough. But uh, I kind of like the idea of licensing, personally. Maybe it's just a Kansas thing. I didn't know if it was I don't know. I had not heard of it. But that is an issue because at this point, anybody can call themselves a ghost hunter, wander into a place, usually trespass into a place. Mm -hmm. And uh, that licensing thing, if nothing else, could perhaps provide some some legal recourse it's i've no i know of some people right now i'm not going to go into the detail involved in interesting court battles because they'll go find a really nice house or a house out in the woods or something and they'll break in to do an investigation but uh these people a short time ago they broke in and that guy sitting there in his underwear watching tv he wasn't happy when they broke into his house that happens a lot a yeah. lot of pro, uh trespassing we're just looking for ghosts you go ahead yeah. and go back to exactly yeah. um oh i want to ask you what about that prison in missouri oh, that's one of my favorite ones yeah, it, I saw that it. is definitely worth their time i've seen a few things on tv about that place it looks yeah. like like one guy said he got stomach pain so bad he had to leave yes like, well that's a tough call though also so there, you can't overlook the psychological aspect of it. Um, again, uh, the, the uh, Anne Frank house in Amsterdam, it's not supposed to be haunted. At least they don't report ghosts. But I'll tell you, I was more uncomfortable there than any other place I've been. Really? Simply because I knew what happened. 
you know, looking out the same window that Anne Frank looked out and this kind of stuff. It was a very upsetting experience. And well, I've heard a lot of people say that when they go to, like, uh, the actual concentration camps. Right. Yeah, even to those. No, I'm not sure I can handle it. You know, again, <laughs> knowing what happened there. Yeah. Ghosts or no ghosts, it's uh, not a pleasant I've, thought. Yeah, I've heard that it's pretty rough. But, you know, it's yeah. something I'd like to do in my lifetime. But Yeah, I probably will, but... So, um, let's jump into the St. Charles Ghost Tours. You do this year-round, correct? Correct. Right now, you're pretty much swamped. Yeah. Well, I Uh, still have a few openings, and I'll always do special stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's very – It's when I was in Edinburgh, I did some talks at the university about St. Charles in Edinburgh. And they referred to St. Charles as an underexploited location that uh, based on – they didn't tell me who somebody else's research and and contact – with history and such of St. Charles area, that it's considered to be one of the most active areas in the United States. Hmm. Wow. My so, experience agrees. <laughs> so uh, just tell us what can we expect if we go on a tour. Well, there, people have had some pretty weird experiences. A lot of things. Actually, my the, the area that I like the best is what I call the lost graveyard. There is a potter's field. Um, essentially, this is where low-income uh, slaves, uh, just the people with no name, they uh, unlo- unloading a train, a bale of hay falls, somebody kills them, they just dig a hole and throw them in with no name. And there's uh, at least 200 to 250 bodies still there right on Main Street. Wow. And we have some very interesting experiences in that location. And then the classic ghosts that get reported up and down for a long time. The mother-in-law house and, and various other things. Where the gallows used to be. I don't know if there's ghosts there, but it's a very uncomfortable location. So, What do you mean by like uncomfortable? Like when you go there, like what are you feeling? Well, like uh, in the, the lost graveyard, a sh- short time ago, in fact, we had a guy that uh, was not ill in any way. He was your classic skeptic. And w- his wife actually had to help him get out of the area because he couldn't breathe. Uh, wow. The pressure from who knows what was apparently harassing him. Well, that's pretty crazy. So I want to do a ghost tour myself, and a lot of people out there would be interested. How can we book this or contact you? Do you have a website? Yeah, the website, uh, stcharlesghosts.com. Um, but if you just do a Google search for St. Charles Ghosts, we come up okay. quite high, very easy to find. Um, book is available. It's got a lot of stuff in there. And uh, St. Charles City website has lists of uh, you know contact points and all that. It's pretty easy to find. Awesome. Well, uh, we're just about out of time, so I can't thank you enough for coming in. Okay. Telling us, uh, just giving us some insights. It's been pretty interesting. So um, thank you so much for that. And that website one more time? Uh, com. St. Charles. Can I do a phone number? Or? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 314-374-6102. Uh, give us that one more time. I always do phone numbers twice. 314-374-6102. Dr. Michael Henry, St. Charles Ghost Tours. Happy Halloween, and thanks again for joining us. Well, I thank you.